Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Mailbag. It's Saturday 9th of December, and I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. And how do you like that? <laughs> Bloody Nora, it's Saturday. It is. Oh, best day of the week for a lot of people. Actually. I love oh. Saturdays. Do and you? Did you like? Do you really like? I mean, I guess you got to work a lot more than I have to on a Saturday. But <laughs> I just feel, I just feel good vibes when I get up on a Saturday. Yeah. I'm off down the. DIY store to buy stuff I don't need. Uh-huh. Oh, DIY store? So you've changed it from the booze app? Or Maplins. Or Maplins, yeah. Oh, yeah, you Maplins, like yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, used to be Maplins. Pouring one out for a Maplins. Yeah. Oh. Maplins gone. Maplins oh, yeah. gone? Come we, on, we, we have not got time for that now. <laughs> Nobody has submitted a question about Maplins. <laughs> no. Anyway, welcome one and all to yeah, the yeah. mailbag. Yeah. Um, quick reminder that if you want to get involved on the mailbag, you can uh, tweet us on uh, Twitter, currently known as X, at Football Ramble. <laughs> Message us on Instagram, at Football Ramble. And of course, you can email us, show at footballramble.com. <laughs> We're going to start with this question uh, from Ronnie, who says, after Amazon broadcast every single Premier League game this week, do you think this should be the future? I understand people's objections to the three o'clock blackout on Saturdays, but part of me misses the sense of occasion when a Champions League game was broadcast on ITV once a week. Is there such a thing as too much access? 
Mm. Interesting. We do remember, of course, back in the day, uh, Champions League games were much fewer and, and further between. I mean, it was actually once every two weeks, I think it was, mm. when it was, you're talking about in the late 90s, Manchester United treble winning season. Like the Ramble at mm. the start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was on terrestrial TV, of course, was as on, mentioned mm. there, which is a big change exactly. as well. But without getting too sidetracked uh, with that example, um, uh, uh, Ronnie is saying, is there is there too much football if it's, if it's on all the time? They show all the games. So... I'll, I'll just jump in quickly first, if I may. You don't have um, to be quick, brother. It might not be that quick, actually. No. <laughs> um, I felt that when I started um, broadcasting various different um, day and evening parts, as they say in the terrible parlance of radio, on Talk Sport, I felt there was quite an interesting change, even in the four years I was there, between the way we would cover games on the radio would be we would build up to a game, whoever was going to cover the game would cover the game, and the reaction would be a part of that. Mm. And then we would debrief and kind of pick over the bones of it and the whole process would start again. During that four-year period, it quite obviously, for me at least, in the role I was doing, went from we lost all that mm. and it was just bang, game, bang, game, bang, game. Every single night it felt like there was a game. You know, you'd have Saturday, Sunday, Monday night football you'd have Tuesday, Wednesday would either be whatever it be League Cup or Champions League Thursday night would be Europa League potentially a League Cup game as well mm. and then occasionally you'd have Friday night football because they brought that in I think the season after I started so the issue the question is obviously is there such a thing as too much access I don't think it's too much access because I think access is, is a good thing for people who, who like the sport I think that's a red herring I think it's almost certainly now just too much football, mm. and it's. And I it's, think that's the uh, that's the difference, isn't mm. it? I think because because you know the people who run football are going to be more over more often than not. Sorry, essentially it's obsessed with the product and you know the money that comes along with the product and commercial value of the product. It just it's the, the thought process just goes. This is great. People like this. Let's do more of this, mm -hmm. and and mm. and there's not really any thought beyond that. Um, so. To me, it's not the access thing. I think the access is amazing. I think really, if you if you if you break it down to its to its essence, you know, going to a game is amazing for different reasons. But I don't think it's objectively better now in terms of what you get to see than what you, the TV coverage is so good and the and the quality of the broadcast is so good now. HD, Ultra HD, and all this access and the camera angles and that kind of stuff. The football itself, you can watch as good now at home. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the experience and about what it means to be a football fan because that's obviously slightly different. So I think the access is actually good. I don't think you can get too much access. I think for the money people pay, they mm. arguably should get more access. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Uh, so I it's more about football than access for me. Yeah, I, I think I think that's absolutely right. In terms of access, yeah, people are ripped off for football coverage in in, in this country. You know, the fact that we get at the moment, and I realise it will change with the next TV <clears> deal. You need a number of subscriptions, yeah. which cost a lot of money, mm. and you get to see what. 50% of the games mm. is, is, is absolutely absurd really but I, I, don't, I don't know I think I, I would totally agree with what Luke says about the, there is there is simply too much football and I think in terms of it's not just about access to the product it's about how good the product actually is mm. and I, I don't know about you Pete I'm feeling that quite a lot at the moment but what you were saying um, Luke about there being game 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 it's really a legacy of Covid and COVID yeah. should have yeah. changed the football calendar, but it just hasn't. It was a missed in, opportunity. Yeah, in fact, on, on, on the other hand, I think because the people commercialising football see it as entertainment 
rather than sport. It's just about keeping the show on the road. And you're right. I think from both from a fan's perspective where you're not really getting the quality of product and from like our perspective. And I think quite frankly, when there were games all the time during COVID, which is kind of what we're talking about, isn't it? The fact that, you know, everyone being able to see all the games, the games being, mm-hmm. say in, in, in Spain for a while, for example, for years and years and years, they've staggered kickoffs in a way that you can sit there and watch every game mm-hmm. if you want to. There are, there are very rarely two games happening at the same time until you get to the crunch time at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. What that leads to is actually no ability to absorb the football. Yeah, uh, It leads to quite poor analysis if any analysis yeah. at all because you're just watching it and you're yeah. on to the next one as you were saying in Spain I mean I presume they do or in other countries I love the tradition we have here of match of the day the highlights package at the end of the footballing day which traditionally is a Saturday and obviously we have it now on a Sunday as well I assume in other countries they would have something similar would they not always okay so that's it okay what I what I, I adore about Saturdays is it's it is the football day, traditionally. Right. It's football it's, day. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, what I'd like to see with, with broadcasting is, you're right, I think if there's games on all the time with COVID, it was obviously different in COVID because none of us were doing anything. So you thought, well, at least I've got all this kind of entertainment, if you see what I mean. Um, I'd like far more games now kicking off at 3 p.m. on a Saturday, as is sort of the tradition, and you can watch those games because... You won't be able to watch all these games. You'll pick your team or the game that interests you the most, but you won't be able to absorb the football. And then you have that tradition of later on, you watch match of the day. And there's something about that, almost like the sort of unofficial community, if you like. You know that the rest of the country who are into this are all sitting down together about it. I think they do this with American football, don't they? So American football, because the country is much bigger, Yeah, it's, it's regionalised, mm-hmm. and then there's a national game on the Sunday night. So right. so if you were in New England, uh-huh. you might get a Giants game or a Patriots game yeah. or whatever. If you're on the West Coast, you might get a Seattle, sure. a Seattle um, Seahawks game or, or you know, Chargers game or whatever. And then on the Sunday night, they select a game mm-hmm. that's national that's shown around across the country. Okay, so okay, maybe it's slightly different then. Um, but I do, I, I mean, I think the Sunday afternoon game is quite good still. I think that's kind of become a bit of a tradition as well but do you see what I mean though if everyone is like right three o'clock on a Saturday <clears throat> as was tradition and as still is by and large the case that's when you can have access to those games but the early kickoffs the late kickoffs that oh we've got to travel the length and breadth of the country to be there at one o'clock or two o'clock on a Sunday or something like that I think that you have access but those three o'clock games you will watch your team or the game that you're interested in the most but you won't be completely saturated with 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 the football coverage um because you won't be able to watch game after game after game, as you said in Spain. Now, that's the main objection that I say the I would say the pro blackout people have had, is, yes, is, is, isn't it? The the, the fact that um, it will be difficult for for lower division teams. I, I personally don't think that's 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 correct because I think the way that people support football, yeah, I agree. Has, has totally changed. If I'm and wrong, because it's, but I I agree with you as someone who supports um, a fourth division team, and yeah. that that doesn't mean that. I speak for all people who support. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is just my, my opinion yep. as a supporter of a, a fourth tier team. And as someone who takes my children to the football, for mm. example, mm. I would say, as Luke was saying, that there's a massive difference between, for them even, there's a massive difference between going to the game and watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. And if they've got the opportunity to go to, to the game, they don't care what games yeah, on TV. I, they would always that. rather go. Yeah. So I, it's comparing apples and oranges. I don't. I don't think it is about yeah. that at all. And quite frankly, if 
League Two or League One teams want more people to come to the game. Charge less to get in. <laughs> make it a better experience. Do, do you think that um, the broadcasters have been slightly um, wrong-footed by um, the illegal streamers um, getting more professional? It's a big part of it, isn't it? Get, just get because beforehand <clears throat> you'd go to a website and you'd have to click a million different kind of plugins and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But now the bloke down the street is watching three pm kickoff yeah. on yeah. his telly on yeah. a fire stick and there's no adverts and he's just paying yeah. ten quid a, a, a yeah. month or whatever mm-hmm. illegally. Mm. So like it's it's everything to do with the broadcasters trying to second guess uh, an industry, a cottage industry at this point, um, who's satisfying people who, mm. who want to watch their, their yeah. football. So, team. so your argument, presumably, then on the back of what Andy said, is that people are doing that anyway. So people are doing it anyway. Well, doing it anyway it. And, and, and also, like, yeah. whereas three years ago, I could probably access some because I am I'm part internet. Oh, we, we know I can, I can, I can access. I, I could access, yeah. and I, you know, I think you, if you've grown up around the internet, you become a bit more. I don't know. You have a bit of a second. Um, uh, a, a sort of second sight when you see like a pop up happening or something's broken down or something like that. Mm. But like, you know, my, my father in law, my dad couldn't. Or my mum couldn't figure out what's gone wrong with this stream sort of thing, but nowadays um, this this kind of emancipation of like men and women of a certain age can watch football quite easily yeah. with these little sticks. You press a button, it's on. So, so ultimately, then the point is Dave it's, down the road. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy it. to do it anyway. Yeah. So maybe they need to stop being outmaneuvered on that. Yeah. But what Marcus I'll, I'll, has suggested that no one else I've heard has really suggested so far mm-hmm. is that idea of creating a 3pm Saturday mm. community. But I think there's a problem with it that you guys that's... haven't covered. Well, go on then. And I think you've... you've go on. Andy's kind of... I, I don't actually disagree with what Andy said, but I don't think that's the point. I don't think it's an issue that for the reasons you've said for League One, League Two or even Championship teams. The, mm. I think the blackout is a real boon for non-league grassroots clubs no but I would say that applies to them as well I don't think it does and the reason I don't think it does is because when the announcement for the new deal which came out earlier this week was um, was was talked about and I know this anecdotally anyway because I know I know some people at the club local to me where I grew up mm. I've got a good friend of mine who's a manager at non-league level um, a decent non-league level and um, I also go to Peckham Town mm. and I think actually it might not have been the episode you did when you went there but well, I never went back. They didn't have any green tea. <laughs> no, no, exactly, yeah. But it might have been another time I've been there. I might have got confused. It might not have made the edit. But they said something to, along these lines as well, is that the reality of um, uh, a non-league club, a grassroots club, when they're playing a game slightly later in the day or they're playing a game when the FA Cup finals or whatever... Mm. They get three, four hundred people fewer coming. Yeah, but that, the I mean, you've just said the FA Cup final, though. But but, but it's also so when to, they have to, to play to, games to, to, to on, resp- in an evening, they'll get far fewer people because people will be watching Champions League games. For but, example. Okay, but that's the Champions League. I, so to to respond to your point, also with that three p.m. Saturday afternoon thing, you know, teams playing in the Europa Conference League and all that would still play on the Sunday. I'm not saying that the Premier League has to play everything mm. on that time and that at Saturday. You can still have your Sunday games. You can still have have all that. But I mean, is someone who say loves going to Peckham Town or or wherever? Are they really going to go? Oh yeah, but Crystal Palace are playing West Ham today. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. I agree. Yeah, maybe with you. I, I don't think they yeah. are. And that's a poor example because Crystal Palace are right next door. For, to <laughs> yeah, you've seen, for example, yeah. with Dulwich Hamlet because they've made it a more community. I know mm. people are quite sniffy about it and think it's quite middle class, but basically, green it's, tea. It, <laughs> they've got green tea. Yeah. They do. They do. But, but, but the Dulwich think... Hamlet example, Andy, is is that what Dulwich Hamlet have done? People have missed the point about they. They kind of. Um, they whether it's sniffy or it's middle class or it's not, 
what Dulwich Hamlet have done, which I never hear this talked about when people talk about Dulwich Hamlet, and for those who are listening who don't know who they are, they're a non-league team in South London who are incredibly successful. And At getting people in. If there's an international break, you have 500 people outside who can't get in. And, mm. and they're almost an outlier for, for non-league clubs of that size. The way they've done it is nothing to do with... Um, you know, anything else other than the fact that they've taken the time to understand who their audience are. They engage yeah. the community. And engage with them. That's and why that, South that's End are giving about. out arm tattoos. But <laughs> <laughs> they're also well-funded and that stuff also costs money. Mm. You, you, it's very well saying to my friend who manages Baffin's Milton Rovers in Portsmouth, oh, you, what you want to do is you want to engage with your local community and do this and do that. And he'll say, well, great, I've got, not, I've got two pennies to rub together. No, that's why you need volunteers at that level or at any level really where people haven't got a lot of money. And when are you going to volunteer? I volunteer in many, many ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> volunteer my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the debate rages so, on. So I, I just, before we move on very, very quickly, I just wanted to say that um, it's interesting to me that the big takeaway from this, um, from this new deal, which runs from 2025 to 2029, is that not just the money, because the money's obscene and it's, it's actually maintained its value fairly well, given the state of the economy, I would say, is that they've, they've preserved the 3pm blackout again. So oh. at least until 2029 now, five and a half years' time, we're still going to have no games at all mm-hmm. in what you suggested. That's not going to happen. And that, that then forces games to be at different times and blah, 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 blah. And, you know. I think less football, but more access would be my short answer to yeah, Ronnie's I, question. I, I, that's not fair. That's not ridiculous. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. 
You better get your finger out, all right, and make sure that you get the fucking results. We've got one here from Tom. Excluding England games, spells, uh, what football match would you change the result of? He's done well to say excluding England games. I think we all know exactly why he's done that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think most of us would probably choose England game, but we're not going to choose England game. Yeah. We're going to choose England games. We can't. Welcome to Final 66. Welcome <laughs> Can we stop fucking going on about it? What, 2-1 in full time? Yeah. <laughs> and it's a 5-0 home battering <laughs> by West Germany. Get, up, get on with it. Get Next. on with it. You didn't, you didn't deserve it. Um, Outrageous. Peter. Put that in your song. Yeah. Peter, which result would you change? Uh, the one I spent a considerable amount of money on at Wembley last year's season. I think, please. <laughs> really, it'd be the cup final of Newcastle yeah. win it. I think even the Hawaii... Uh, Hawaii? Where uh, <laughs> 5-0 might have... I, I, I think that... Um, Plastered, plastered over some cracks. Yeah, that, that's what you do, isn't it? Do you know what? Emotionally, with a lot of people who sort of enjoyed Kevin Keegan's entertainers, I just think it was it was significant, but it was indicative of mm. um, you know bigger problems at, at yeah. St James's Park at the I, time. So I think it, uh, you look back and you sort of go, Ah, oh, I'm glad that happened, but yeah. fundamentally, you haven't won anything. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that, that one result genuinely did pop into my head about this was when Manchester United went to St James's Park and won 1-0 with that canter. Yes, same. Mm. Was, are you going to say that? Because, yeah. um, because had Newcastle won that game and been quite convincing, you, you never know. And so mm. it was sort of fairly early on in the season. Or well, it wasn't like in the last month or two of the season. Mm. It was like March, wasn't it? Oh, was it March? Was it? Yeah, it was late. Oh, okay, okay fair enough. It so, was like that was the bit where the title yeah, okay. tied. That, but I suppose that's my point. Anyway, you, 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 whenever it was, yeah, yeah, um, because like. It was the fourth of March. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, so I should I should have known better then. Who gave the who who did who gave the assist to Eric Cantona? It was a cross from Diggs? Phil Neville. Fizzer. Fizzer. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Giggs was a very safe bet. <laughs> Why did he ask it? Yeah. He's not wanting to mention Ryan Giggs' name, is he? Here's another safe bet that if you really think about it, you'll be able to answer straight away, all of you. Yeah. Who was the referee? Um Paul Durkin. David Ellery. Ah. <laughs> you had a 50 50 chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that minds either one of those two might referee every single game. But I, you know, I remember it came from the left, you yeah. see, and I thought, well, it's not. It was, you're not going to go Dennis Irwin. You know? <laughs> no, no. Um, anyway, so, so that, that, that game. Um, well, because you think that would have been a sliding doors moment. Newcastle may have gone on to do what they So let's say it would have been. They lost 1 yeah. 0 away at Southampton yeah. that season. Southampton came 17th, so. That would have okay. been an well, easy you, one to you win. Can, you can change that. Let's all change a Newcastle game each yeah. so they won the title yeah. in well, let, Andy, I'll let you, because <laughs> if Newcastle had won that game, let's say they go on and win the title, um, like it would it would just be, it would be wonderful. Mm. I know it's Keegan-esque that they didn't a, win the title. A, a, but, an almost pure title win, even though yeah, they didn't have a I, lot I, of money. I just think that that would be such a cherished memory for mm. so many people. And not just Newcastle, but I think for all of us. I don't mm. think it changes much, though, does it? In the, in the grand scheme no, of things. No, I think it does. Do I you? Think, I think that winning the title, I think it does change, certainly for Newcastle United. As, well, of course it changed it for them. But, but, it, but, I mean, if, but if in this scenario... It changes Keegan's path totally, Yeah, it? indeed. I think he gets the England job quicker. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I think that... Um, he quits in a different toilet. You know, if you're... <laughs> <laughs> Trap three. Yeah. Um, I think that if you were to... Uh, to 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 offer this to Keegan, you know, how you know there's what is there some sort of um, magical situation? You go there, you are Keggy. You've just got to open that door, yeah. And then the title will be yours, and yeah. opens the wrong door and falls down the back yeah. triple. So, uh, but my actual answer would be, even though I've just sort of gone on there, is I would love to change um, the um, the Europa League final 
Fulham and Atletico Madrid. Yeah, right. Yeah. For Fulham to win that because it was a strong charge, wasn't it? It was brutal. Completely it was absolutely brutal. No, Fulham were, you know, it was more was injured. You know, but Atletico Madrid just fall out and Aguero up front. But it, what it did is it really yeah. showed the shortcomings of that system where a team can come down into the Europa League yeah. and really, yeah. in that case, yeah. blow a great story mm. out of the water. Mm. Well, a story that Fulham had fucking earned as well, by the way. When you yeah, say blow sure. it out of the water, I mean, it, you know, they took to 117th minute to score, you know, and it was... Which makes it worse. Well, I suppose, I mean, Fulham are playing for penalties. There's, there's no two ways about that. But, you know, if, again, so so when Fulham were down in the, in the semi-final to, um, to Hamburg, you know, and you think, oh, you're crashing out. A semi-final is amazing. But you don't really, only the fans and maybe a few others remember the semi-final. I think you've got to get to the final. I think there's something about getting to the final where you play the most amount of games you can. You you know, so so a final is, is, is there's, I think it, it sticks in the memory way more than a semi-final for, for the most part. But of course, if you win it, you know, that would have been their first major trophy they'd have won. It would have just meant so much to, to it would it would have been such a story for a little club like Fulham. Yeah. To to win that, I mean, to, and I, think, to, I think I think I think yeah. I've said what I just said. You know, Newcastle winning the Premier League in that golden period they had, mm. and Fulham winning the Europa League at that point. They, they were they are great stories that football yeah, would have been for richer sure. for. Yeah. yeah, Paul Bresson with a winner's medal. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Hodgson doing a David Moyes yeah. after the Darren Hookerby would have got one. Danny Murphy getting more media gigs. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Even more. And I like Danny. We love yeah. Danny. We yeah. do. Um, Luke, what's yours? Um, I went for one that I thought about not doing because I was almost entirely sure you were going to pick it. Go on. Uh, and the one I thought would change because I think it's actually a service I'm doing for the whole of football. And dare I say... Cool, it's a big build-up Humanity here. as well. Go on. I'll give you a couple of clues and I bet you get it straight away. Al Nasser beating... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Ronaldo's club in Saudi Arabia only won a game 4 0, and I'd like them to win it 5 0. Are you going maybe Simeone Atletico? Nope. The I'm going the quarterfinals of the 2010 World Cup. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, going, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going Uruguay beat Ghana yeah. 4 2 on penalties, denying them the chance to be the first ever African team to be in the semi final of the World Cup. That, that, I, I, yeah, and it was horrific. You're spot and, on. And, and you know, they, they duked out a 1 0 draw in the last minute, I think, of extra time, or certainly towards the end of extra time. Mm. Um, Luis Suarez handled the ball on the line to stop Ghana scoring. Asamoah Gyan then missed the penalty and Uruguay won on penalties. It was the most villainous Mm. behaviour and result. I think certainly, probably I've ever seen in international football. I, I can't think of anything that's more of this. I mean, you could talk about Batistone getting butchered by Schumacher. But that was before our time. And And this, this was like... The reason I think it was so villainous is because they were reveling in their villainous status. Mm-hmm. They kind of embraced it and they liked it. We do it. love them for that as well. But I think Not in, in this, that moment, though, it was it was such a bend them to bend the rules to breaking point situation where actually well, they bent the rules, he broke them. They, but it's almost like the rules, almost like the rules didn't do the job they're supposed to do in that case. Yes. Because they, they got an advantage from it in the end. There wasn't sufficient rulage to contain the villainy. I don't know what you would have done. Maybe I mean that, that, and that passage of play as well. Yeah. They've, there's a chance to put it in. There's a, it's a proper scrap. You go, ah, yeah. Ah, you know, yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's painful to watch. Um, uh, it's but, something, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to kind of cast... It's a, it's, a great, it's a great answer to the question. I'm not right? going to cast this as someone, oh, well, we, we're British or English or we would never have done this. I'm not saying that. It's no, very no, much down, not, to, it's down to the that. individual. But I think there are... I would say maybe north of 90% of top-level players 
wouldn't have done that. Well, they might not have thought of doing it. Maybe not. But I think it's a, it's a great answer. And it's funny, actually, because when he said excluding England games, I think in my mind I just wrote off international football. That's as far as it goes for you, is it? Well, we're going to finish, Marcus, if that's all right, with you, uh, with a positive refereeing story from Lars. Not that one. Could be that um, one. I mean, it could be that one because the subject line is 80-year-old Norwegian referee. Um, our uh, protagonist is uh, Jan Kiel Johansson. He's turned 80 years old, but he's still refereeing. <laughs> he's been a referee in both football and handball for 57 and uh, 34 seasons, respectively. <laughs> is that the same time? Is that kind of like he switched halfway through? Do you or? know what I felt when I first read that? I thought he must hate his family. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be out. Absolutely hate yeah, his family. Getting 20 quid on a cold Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, he's refereed in the Norwegian top flight in football and the European Cup in handball so uh, he is and was a very competent referee in his time uh, on Wednesday October 2050 refereed his 5000th match according to himself uh, so that's around Romario Romario-esque isn't yeah. it uh, so that's around 3,000 3,500 uh, football matches and 1,500 uh, handball matches the match was an under 15s game in my local area and was his 13th fixture this year the four match officials for this game were a combined 251 years old <laughs> and, in, and including uh, young Kiel himself and his son Anders oh his son's involved that's nice his son was also a Norwegian uh, top flight referee in his time but retired at 35 uh, when uh, Jan Kiel <laughs> is not walking quickly around a football pitch is on words he is mentoring young referees and has twice sent parents home who couldn't behave themselves this season yeah. he is a true Brilliant. legend of the game round of applause for uh, Jan Kiel Johansson yeah I tried to google him but I couldn't find much about him no. he just keeps a low profile he's always on the pitch start probably. a blog Apparently. write a book you're 80 for crying out loud come on the other week he sent off Dickie Balthwick <laughs> <laughs> For those who remember that reference. That. He was no. the world's oldest footballer. He was at a time, I think he was, what, 78? And he was mm. still playing in a league in, um, I want to say the West Country. Yeah. Maybe it was like um, Gloucestershire or somewhere. Apparently he's from Weymouth. I'm looking him up now. He's oh, eight. okay. And it, when this article was written in the Sports I've Gazette... I've gone too high because it Dorset then. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what um, year this was written. So, But he's 84 and still playing. Yeah. But I mean, really, I, mean I don't want to be rude, but is he really still playing? <laughs> What does the article say? It says that um, he's the oldest footballer in the world. There you go. And he's been playing football for 78 years. <laughs> since he was Fun. six. Yeah. But that's, uh, I mean, we, I can remember playing Sunday league football and occasionally you'd get a really old ref. Yeah. We had one a couple of week, weekends. Did you? Last they were, weekend and he was... And they'll just was... referee the game in a completely different way. Yeah. By which I mean they'll let everything go. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've seen it all. Well, he, he seemed to be very over the sin bin um, uh, uh, new policy. So he's he sin bin about two players. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably quite difficult to... That, that's the one thing that's kind of underrated about gr- grassroots refereeing. Is there's quite a lot of new stuff that comes in all the time. Yeah. And sim bidding, which they trial at grassroots level and are now going to bring in, it feels a bit odd that they get like essentially at best semi pro officials to, to look after it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it and, really should be a professional thing. And and I would say, like, we had a, a chat with the, the referee came over and basically explained what they've been asked to um focus on this season. Oh. Like we were proper footballers or yeah. something. I gave him the finger. Get yeah. it last. <laughs> what was it? What was the? It was uh, in Descent. coaching on free kicks, standing in front of uh, free kicks, and oh, standing for if you stand in front of a free kick and uh, the player boots the ball at you um, to sort of go get out of the way, mm. um, they were going to they were going to basically t- turn the re- turn the free kick around effectively. I think that was the the ruling. And what were you, were you in goal at the time? Uh, no, I was right back. Uh, it's more chance to make more damaging moves. One would yeah. suggest. Uh, never say that again. Drew four, five all. Five all. Two, two of them were my fault. 
Only two. The, do- yeah. the Donaldson tax is a very consistent yeah. tax in Sunday League football, isn't it? It is. You, you <laughs> always, like little, yeah. He always puts at the yeah. end of his chat, like normally, if yeah. I say to you, Marcus, mm-hmm. did you play football the weekend? Yeah, how'd you get on? Blah, blah, fine. Mm. That's it. Pete always will, will add, put an addendum on yeah, every single yeah, weekend yeah. report by saying how many goals were exactly his fault. But even yeah. if he didn't, even if he was not a fault for any of the goals, we go, yeah, kept giving the ball away. Yeah. yeah. There'll Hello. always be something. Hello to Dan who uh, Facebook messaged me saying that he was playing on the opposition and he listens to Ramble. Nice. <laughs> Anything about your tell, performance? Don't tell anyone about my performance. <laughs> anyone about your performance? Did he get any goals himself? Maybe uh, profited. I think I think he came on at half time and then they shipped about four goals. So sounds like Dan had a bad day at the office, same as me. I like it if he had said I was lining up to play Sunday football <laughs> last so weekend. Fake. I saw you and my eyes Get lit off. off. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to uh, Jan Kiel Johansson, I you know as well that full referee kit and he's getting his legs out. Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah. 100%. Wearing shit doesn't matter. No matter how cold it is, yeah. and it's Norway as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I love that the old school boys. No, no, no. Any chance to get my knees uh, to a bit of air to the knees? They make them tough up there because I obviously I go to New England very regularly, and it gets very cold there. And a lot of um, my family are a bit older. The conversations quite consistently are like, "Do you know what? I'm not sure how many more winters I can do up here. I think I might move south." Right, yeah, you yeah. yeah, yeah. They'd be in their fifties, maybe in their early sixties. Why Pete moved down from Hartlepool? It is absolutely so, yeah. right. Yeah, but um, the fjord water keeps you all young and stuff, doesn't it? They're just, tough. Norway, They're just tough. They're just tough. 80 years old, you're still getting up there early and doing your thing. Absolutely. Yes. Although, isn't handball played inside? Um, yeah, but he's still yeah. doing the. We're not focusing on that. So I mean, I, it's the half idea. of football and then half of handball to warm yourself up. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe the idea was 34 years ago, he thought, oh, football's a young man's game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and started yeah. handball and, and then just never got around to giving it up. Maybe he's so. just really good at giving handball. <laughs> <laughs> like fat yellow cards and stuff. Handball! Handball! Yeah. Oh, there's a game for you. <laughs> Set everyone off. He'd <laughs> never have been busier than in the modern game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Mailbag. We'll be back with another one of these next week, of course, because we're now a weekly baby. Um, do get in touch with us. Uh, remember to tweet us on X at Football Ramble. Message us on Instagram at Football Ramble. And, of course, email us, show at footballramble.com. And join us on Monday, of course, for the Ramble, where we review the weekend's action. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app, everybody. Luke, what have you got on your screen? Um, Whoa. <laughs> Harry Maguire. What's Read that? it. Read it. Harry Maguire wins the Premier League Player of the Month award for November. Yeah. 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 Fun. Just saying, it's fun games. So you might want to open the show with on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> a win's a win's a win. Exactly. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, P.E.D. Ta-ta. Thank you, Andy B. Ta-ta. And thank you, Jan Kiel Johansson. Good luck in whichever match you're refereeing this week. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.